Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. A new team has entered the Julio Jones sweepstakes. Yeah, you're going to be surprised about this one. Another team has dropped out of those sweepstakes. Tim Tebow is at it again. But George Reister, right now we focus on what's happening in L.A. A quick hit, as you heard David Gascon tell us, that the Suns are on top of the Lakers at the start of the second half. Right now, 60-50 to 50 is the score with two minutes gone by. And maybe more importantly for the Los Angeles Lakers, no Anthony Davis to start the second half being evaluated for a sprained knee, uh, suffering uh, the tweak in the first half but he is not out in the second half and the lakers right now trail the suns early in the third and it is all right dan i'm i'm not happy right and it's because i knew this i knew this was coming because when we watch anthony davis play as lakers fans dude you are literally holding your breath every single possession like he 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 feels fragile at at times. As great a player as he is, as fantastic as he's been, he just like he feels brittle, and you he know, is, and, yeah. and you know, and I understand this from a player who was oft injured in the in the NFL, but this is still basketball. It's different. It's not as much of a collision sport, but. Like where where some players are so incredibly durable, right? It seems like that Anthony Davis always has like these little bitty things. You know, he he doesn't have like the the Paul George type injury. It it's literally a little bitty thing that just consistently just nags, and then it'll be something else next week, three games from now, and you just keep getting something new every time. And the the I uh, listen. I think the Suns are a nice story. 
I don't think that I'm as high on the Suns as some people may be. But it's it, when you look at what the Lakers have done in these last couple of games, and Anthony Davis actually took it upon himself after the game one fiasco saying, I've got to be better, and, and he was better. And just looking at how things play out, especially with the, with the limited Chris Paul, like the Lakers, to me, were the team that was going to win the series, especially if Chris Paul wasn't 100%. But to everything that you just said, this is the M.O. of Anthony Davis, and this is why when you're a Lakers fan, or even if you're someone like me who's not a Lakers fan I just I I can't put the pedal to the metal down and put them in in the Western Conference Finals or in the NBA Finals or NBA champions because of things like this and 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 with LeBron's ankle injury that he had in the in the uh, regular season I don't want to say it's a fluke thing but he's been pretty healthy for most of his career Anthony Davis uh, it was, hasn't it was fluky. Somebody fell into his ankle. Like it yeah, was, it, yeah, it was fluky. Uh, Anthony but, Davis is always injured. Yeah, he, there's always something wrong with Anthony Davis. And and if if this seems to be more than what it is, yeah, I, I I'm really worried in the Lakers. And for what the West is wide open right now, if you don't have Anthony Davis, if you're the Lakers, I don't think you have a chance. See, I I think that you can survive what. I think that you can survive the uh, Suns, especially since you're up two games to one. You know, I, I think you can survive that. I think the the issue lies is if you is in the is in the next rounds if you don't have Anthony Davis because LeBron's injury clearly looks like a non injury now. Mm-hmm. You know, he's yeah. playing, he's dunking on people, he's going to the hole. All of these things, like he's doing all the things that signal that he's healthy at this point. And it seems like the Lakers are scrambling a little bit right right now because because um because they want to, you know, like they're they're without Anthony Davis and they want to kind of send a message and say, oh, li- listen, we're we're OK. We're OK. And now they even got Chris Paul hit hitting shots. They are riding a momentum wave and, you know, they're up 14 points. And if you are a Lakers fan like like me, I'm not worried. I'm not you know, I don't have any fear or trep trepidation for this series. It's but the Anthony Davis thing, he needs to be, you know, he's got to be healthy. The when you look at the at the Lakers, I think that there are. A few there there are a few constants that they have. And LeBron James is the biggest and strongest constant that they have is they have freaking LeBron James, so that's always going to, to be in play. I would actually have to say that their second constant is is as crazy as this is, is Caruso. Just because of Anthony Davis's health. Like if there's anybody that I know is that is going to contribute what they normally contribute with every the game. Yes. And yep. it, it, I mean, you you can't say that about AD just because of the health situation. You can't say that about Kuzma. You can't say that about Wesley Matthews, who got the start today. You can't say that about Andre Drummond, who <laughs> Lakers fans didn't want on the court in the first half of the series. Like, you go through of what is the constants and what you can hang your hat on and say, okay, I know I'm going to get this. And it's LeBron James, and the next thing to me is Alex Caruso. And if I'm a Lakers fan, that's scary. Because, yeah, Anthony Davis is great. When Anthony Davis is healthy, uh, the Lakers are a formidable opponent and an NBA title contender. But I'm not as bullish on you if they don't have Anthony Davis of just winning this series. And if you go, even if you make it to the NBA Finals, if if 
it's going to be a tough time for the Lakers, I think, to beat Philadelphia, Brooklyn, or Milwaukee if those are the teams there, let alone navigating what is left in the West. You need a healthy Anthony Davis, and right oh, now you sure. just can't count on it. You, you can't count on it, and that's what, scare, what would scare me the most if I'm a Lakers fan. Obviously. For sure, and and be, being that you're, what, halfway through the third quarter and you haven't seen him yet, he, he ain't coming back. I mean, it, it seems very unlikely that he'll be back Today, you just hope that this is not a lingering injury. And but even if it isn't, even if it isn't, George, you're wondering what's going to happen again. Exactly. Yes, exactly. You are still. So even if he comes back next game and scores 40 points and has 13 rebounds, two blocks, I mean, just a, a, a beast of a game. The game after that, you're sitting there like, oh my, oh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, can he, will, will he make it through? Is it his calf? Is it his shoulder? Is it his, his quad? Oh, now, now it's his knee. You're like, bruh, like, come on. I, okay. Part of, part of this is, I feel like as healthy as LeBron has been, as much time, energy, and money as he puts into his body, I want Anthony Davis to get on that plan. I don't know if he's on the plan or not, but he can't be on the LeBron James, build your body up, you know, like Mm -hmm. work on this every single second of every day plan, right? You're correct. And this is, by the way, this is where Anthony Davis has gone on, has gone on throughout his career. I mean, he was hurt in New Orleans. Shoulder issues in New Orleans. there, There were, it wasn't like he was a clean bill of health during New Orleans. You knew this when you acquired him to bring him to the Lakers. The health could be an issue. So like this was this was going to be and 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 now we are just getting word that Anthony Davis has been ruled out for the rest of this game. Oh, so God. that just coming in. So 742 to go. 68 to 54. The Suns lead the Lakers in game four. But Anthony Davis now out for the Lakers for the rest of this contest was just two of nine in this game for six points before having to leave with that knee injury coming off of two games where he had back-to-back 34-point efforts. But LeBron James is going to have to carry a lot of the load uh, if the uh, Lakers want to get back in and take a 3-1 lead in the series. Chris Paul, for for what it's worth, has looked somewhat healthy. But the thing about Chris Paul and the the Suns, and I'll just add on, and you you can take more of Anthony Davis if you want, George. But when Chris Paul is healthy, he elevates the play of everyone else on his team. Everyone gets better when Chris Paul is healthy. When Chris Paul is unable to do what he does, the level of greatness of the other players or you know their their top level is diminished. And that's what I think like like if Chris Paul like because you have to focus on Chris Paul so much and he's always going to get you the ball in a spot where you can score. Otherwise, he's not going to pass you the ball. It's not going to happen. So Chris Paul elevates everyone. So if Chris Paul is playing at that level, it makes Phoenix a much better team. He seems to be playing better today or feeling better today. Uh, so that's a great sign for Phoenix. But if he's not 100% like we, we saw in the, in the couple of other games, uh, Phoenix can't get it done. But today he does look better. I'm sorry, George. Go ahead. Yeah, and we uh, just Shams just tweeted out that it's actually an Anthony Davis. Instead of it being a knee, it's a groin injury. Gro- oh, a groin injury. You say groin, I say groin. Gro- growing, growing, <laughs> growing, growing, growing. Uh, uh, l- l- listen, this is one of those regional pronunciations. <laughs> 
the, uh, the, All right. Uh, Not, no, let's find out. Let's go around the room. Iowa Sam's our technical producer. Lee DeLapse, our executive producer. I know David Gascon is at the news desk, and he's following Anthony Davis stuff. So if Dave's available, that'd be awesome. If not, I totally understand. Iowa Sam, groin or growing when it comes um, to the I, – I say groin. Groin. Yeah. All right. Lee DeLapp, our executive producer. Groin. Groin. Okay. Iowa Sam, obviously from Iowa. Lee is Southern California guy. Is David Gascon available? I am. It All is. Right. Number one answer, groin. Okay. Groin. <laughs> so what part of the country says groin, George? South? Like like Greg Tui, a you know, teammate of ours on Fox Sports Radio, he's a Texas guy. So he always said groin. Groin. Yeah. Yeah, because there, there's no G at the end. I, I, you guys took this imaginary you, silent G. I mean, if this, I give this you not a, silent G. Oh, it, yeah, you're growing. If I gave, if I gave uh, you, if I gave you a handful of nickels and dimes and quarters, did I give you coins or did I give you coins? You gave me know. coins. Oh, uh, yeah, there it is. So groin, groin coins. And Dan, if, hey, you, Dan, oh. if you have a grow, if you have a growing problem, you may need to, uh, you know, visit a proctologist. That's what oh. I have to say. Jeez. So. Oh, oh you, man, it's good to be back, man. Oh, you, you know, what else is funny is speaking of pronunciations. My family always makes fun of me, and 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 here's the, here's another one because I say volume. Like turn up, turn up the volume, and they're like, "It's it's vo- it's volume." I'm like what? I'm like, "Have you ever heard the song Pump Up the Volume'? Pump up the volume." I'm like, oh man, oh, I thought you were talking about like the drug or whatever. That's what I thought you were talking about. But uh, stop it, Dan. Stop it. Vol- There's a difference. Volume. Between, yes, if if I say turn up, turn up the volume, you know what I'm talking about, right? I was, you say- the, I was thinking the drug is well volume. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But when you say turn up the volume, I get what you're saying. I totally get it. It's a growing, growing sort of day. Anthony Davis has got a sore one. Is not going to return. Get George on Twitter at George Reister, six-year NFL vet. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. We teased the Julio Jones stuff. Want to get your thoughts as well? The phone number is eight seven seven nine nine on Fox. That's eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. Julio Jones has a new team in the market for his services. We'll tell you who that is and where do you think he should go that next year on Fox Sports Sunday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Do you love Selena? Like, really love 
Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Fox Sports Sunday. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. If you're just joining us, the news out of L.A., Lakers trail the Suns by 12 nearing the end of the third quarter, and the Lakers are going to have to play the rest of this game without Anthony Davis because of a groin strain. David Gascon will have an update on this game coming up at the bottom of the hour, and uh, I don't know if we're going to know more about Anthony Davis's injury, but uh, he's not going to play the rest of this game. And this could be something, as the Cranberries say, lingers for a while for the Lakers, putting their NBA title hopes in absolute peril because there is no way, no how, as Rob Parker would say, that the Lakers would win a title without Anthony Davis. Well, not I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far, Dan. I would not go that, that far. You still have the best player on the planet. So, and when you have the best player on the planet, you have a shot. So you do. Th- yeah, you, you have a shot. It, it would be much. Do you, do you understand this man won with Matthew Dellavedova? <laughs> like, so <laughs> if, if he, w- and Alex Caruso is significantly better. He won with Dellavedova, De- Mozgov, and a bunch of other dudes. Um, yeah, like he won a championship with, with them. Yeah, so, but he also had so Kevin idea- Love and Kyrie Irving in, in huh? that in that championship. No, no, no. Well, You're well, talking yeah, about the yeah, first, yes, yes, the in, first in, in the one, yes, in the in the, in the, the, in the one that they lost. Yes, in in the one that they lost, and that one went to like six games, and he was carrying these dudes. So now, when you look at Kyle Kuzma, Caruso, um, Schroeder. Like these guys, Andre Drummond, these guys are better than the team that he took to the finals. Granted, they are lost, but you can't count them out. I don't think I don't think that there's any team that is as good as Golden State was that year. Currently in the NBA, I don't think that there's a team in the NBA right now that is better than that Golden State team was. However, I do think that a Philadelphia, a Milwaukee. Uh, I, I, even with Brooklyn's Olay defense and watching Jason Tatum just tear their defense apart, I still think with their firepower, it would it would be 
tough for the Lakers to top a Brooklyn team, let alone getting through maybe a re-energized Clippers team in the West. And who knows, maybe Utah after getting the scare that they did last night against Memphis, maybe they've now locked in. I, I, I still think – I, I just – I don't see a path at all for the Lakers if Anthony Davis is out for any extended period of time. Well, Brooklyn's not getting out the East, so we don't have to worry about yeah, that. Probably, yeah, probably the, not. I mean, the uh, the the uh, team that's coming out of the of the East is is the team that you don't b- believe in as much as I believe in them, <laughs> and and that is the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh like, my goodness, I do not, Dan, I do not understand. This is the second. Uh, sport in a in a row where I believe in your teams more than you believe in them. It's the weirdest thing. I haven't been on a show in a month, and why would you say I don't believe in the Bucks? Where's I, your loyalty, Dan? I didn't. By the way, I didn't even make any finals picks because I've been out trying to take a care uh, taking care of an infant. Which, by the way, uh, yeah, there's no handbook for that. We'll get into that later. But I l- listen. I love your. I love your your intensity. I love your passion. I love your belief in what Milwaukee uh, has because they showed it against Miami. I, I I appreciate that. But what makes you think that I don't believe in them? I'm not sure. Unless this is one of those George Reister type games that he likes to play. So he just likes to d- dig that little little you know little screwdriver. So right do back. you believe? So w- what is your prediction for the Bucks this season. And mind you, I wish I had got it before game one of the of the Heat series. Because after last year, I think that you would have been a little bit more uh, conservative on your pick for them. Uh, no, well, no, because I actually, I, I like the way that Milwaukee handled this season. And we're going to get to Julio Jones talking a bit. You're not going to believe the team that's involved in him, by the way. I like what Milwaukee did throughout this season. And even with Giannis saying from time to time, like, there, you know, there was a point when they, when they won the tiebreaker over Brooklyn uh, because they beat them for the second time in, in three attempts in the season, and they won the tiebreaker. And so they were technically in the two-seed spot, and Giannis was asked about that in a press conference, and he's like, oh, the two-seed, totally mocking it, being like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, they don't care. Milwaukee could have tried to avoid Miami at the end of the season. Like there was a path where maybe they, they, they try to navigate things and letting uh, figuring out a matchup where they don't have to play the heat. I think they wanted to play the heat and they seem to take the end of the season that way that they wanted Miami in the first round. And, and, and so I, I believe that, that it was a different mindset with Milwaukee let alone the different talent that they have on the team with Drew Holiday, with P.J. Tucker, who I actually thought was a really, really big player in that Miami series, not getting a lot of of run. But when you see what P.J. Tucker did in the regular season and what he did for them in just those four games, yeah, Milwaukee's really legit. And if you're Brooklyn, if you get past Boston, you have to be really nervous facing a Milwaukee team that seems to be locked in, at least right now in the postseason. Okay, so that's not what I asked you, Dan. What is your prediction for the Milwaukee Bucks? I would have picked them to win it all. I, I, I would have. I Actually, if I had an NBA Finals pick, my pick would have been as crazy as it sounds. It probably would have been Milwaukee and Portland. 
I just would have like, oh my rid- god, yeah, are yeah, you kidding me? Just let Portland like I understand that they don't stop anybody. Like they 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 have they are against oh. defense. They are anti defense. But I thought if a team got hot, and I love the play. The funny thing is, this is what this is what makes me so mad about having our show on Sunday today was because the player that I I really like because he actually hurt the Bucks a few years ago when he was with the Raptors was Norman Powell. And when you look at everybody like Portland has, like, and maybe it's names, maybe you get wrapped up into that. But when you look at the, 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 the players that they have and who they are as a team, like, I, I, I mean, like, name-wise, they stack up against any other team in the Western Conference. What? Dan, are you serious? You yeah. picked... Port, but Portland. Do you do you understand you how how ridiculous that Portland? Uh, sure. Portland can't Portland can't stop a nosebleed. I know they can't. I, I know I, they how are adverse to defense. How did you convince yourself that that was a good idea? Portland at no. I I I know what you did. Actually, so I didn't understand why you did it, and then it just hit me. Dan picked that because he's like, oh, that's a team that my Milwaukee Bucks can for sure beat. That's what you did. <laughs> you tried to give the Bucks no. a layup in your in in your mind. I, I tried to look at a path and I said, you know what? If they can get past Denver, which is no given, if they could get past Denver, I think that I think that they could outscore the Lakers. Uh, if oh my, the are Lakers. you kidding me? Yeah, and, and, oh. and yeah, I, 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 again, I like their collection of players, even though they don't play defense. This, so. to, to Dan, all right, Dan, do you do you realize that in the past like twenty five years, there's only been one team to win a I championship? Know. I know with. A, <laughs> So okay, but let me you, let me. You in know my, these in, things. So how? In my defense, in my defense, which by the way, I'd never officially made a pick, but that I would tell you that would have been my that would have been my pick. I it, in my defense, every team in the West you can pick apart. You could you could poke holes in some more than others. Sure, sure, <laughs> like Portland. Sure, <laughs> maybe so, maybe so. But when. When it comes down to it, if a team gets hot, if 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 Damian Lillard becomes, you know, it continues Dame time and, and goes on a roll, like the Portland would be, te- be a team that I wouldn't want to face. So it, it would have oh, been, dude, it would have been. Everybody would have picked Charles Barkley too every, much. Everybody would have picked the Lakers or Clippers, which is no. pretty pretty much, I think most everybody. Who did you you had the Bucks and who in your finals? I have the Bucks and the Lakers. Okay, yeah. So, so and that's the, that's the only acceptable Western Conference answers were the Lakers, the the, uh, the were the Lakers, the Suns, and the Jazz. Those are the only three acceptable answers. The uh, the uh, Clippers, not an acceptable answer because they are still a cursed team. And they don't have enough leadership I, <laughs> to win a championship. So the only three, oh. the, like you passed, I actually think the Mavs have a better chance than the Portland Trailblazers. Well, the Mavs are going to win that series. Clippers are going to win that series. Yeah, it's that. Are you, you sure can, about that, Dan? Yes. Yes. Would you Would sure you like that. to make a bet, Dan? Daddy yeah, let's Dan do it. Byer. You know what? Let's do it. Let's do it. Taking on the new dad role. Let's. What What do you want? He's the do daddy. Want, do you Do you want Do you want pizza? Do you want What What do you want? You want wings? You want Ugh. daddy? You want beverages? What do you want? Yes, I would like a 
I would like a I would like a bottle of wine. Okay, you get a bottle either, of wine. Either either a bottle of either a bottle of uh of 2018 or earlier Camus or a bottle of 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 orphan barrel uh rhetoric. Uh, all right. Either either, don't, either, don't worry either about, one and what would you Don't like? worry about don't worry about writing it down cuz I'm not going to have to buy it. So don't even And worry what about would it. you <laughs> I, and what, and it, what do you want? Uh, you know what? Give me, mm, give me a nice 2021 Mountain Dew. That seems to be that is. Listen, I don't drink alcohol, so I'm kind of you know you, you kind of can get off easy. Okay, here so so with uh, that, you go so. with that. I will. All right, here. Okay, so my, uh, my two bottles are fairly expensive, right? So I will treat the buyers to a to a steak dinner. I'm I'm talking like you can you can go to Ruth's Chris you can go to Morton's I will I will treat you to dinner then all right okay so if uh, so is uh, that the bet perfect all right I have no idea how much this wine costs by the way I I hope I don't have to pay for wine and not formula that's that's what I'm just hoping that won't happen <laughs> but I like even down two one I think the Clippers win the series against the Dallas Mavericks absolutely not. All right. Okay. He's George Reister. Wait, I'm Dan Byer. Bet super, is made. Super, yeah. super quick. But yeah. but do do uh, is the bet canceled or a mulligan if if Luka Doncic or Kawhi Leonard doesn't finish the series? Like like if like if they're injured. I'm down two to one, and I don't have home court, and I'm making the bet. So if Luka's out, it's tough beans. I oh, that's, agree that's with that. Cool. So Fine. okay, cool. I I just wanted to make just just set all the ground rules, but yeah. All right, all right. There it is. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Byer. I promise. In in less than two minutes, <laughs> we're gonna tell you the team that is now apparently in on the Julio Jones sweepstakes. He's George Reister. Get him on Twitter at George Reister. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. Has it gotten any better for the Lakers without Anthony Davis? Let's go to the news desk. David Gascon's going to give us the latest of what's happening on this Memorial Day weekend Sunday. What's going on, Dave? I don't know. My hairline is laboring right now. I'm scratching it after that last conversation you guys have had. You got to you got to dial it up too, Dan. You got to get Mastros in there. If you're going to get steak, you're getting Mastros. You and the missus. Okay, all right. That's all right. that's fine. George, get- don't get cheap on me here. Come on now. Got to get Mastros. <laughs> I, I, hey. I honestly don't even know how much the bottle of wine I'm like betting against. I have zero idea on no, how no, much no, I'm no, in. No, 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 no. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a fair. It's a, a, a steak dinner at a at one of the nice steak steak houses. It, it's, a, it's commensurate with that. Yeah, it'll probably equal one Bitcoin. One hundred <laughs> billion dollars. George, does, does your wine come in a box, George? That's what I want to know. Am Absolutely. I, am I... It, it, it comes in a, a, a box if it's a case, sure. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Guys, we'll get in and out here with the Suns leading the Lakers, 87-69. Anthony Davis injured groin. He is out, will not return for the rest of this ball game. Atlanta defeated New York today in 113-96. They're now up in the series three games to one. Following this Lakers-Suns game, you get Brooklyn and Boston, then the Clippers and the Mavericks later on tonight. In Major League Baseball, Tigers swept aside the Yankees in a three-game series, winning today 6-2. San Francisco is having its way with the Dodgers, 5-0 right now. Angels 4, A's 2, and the Arizona Diamondbacks trying to snap a 13-game losing streak. They lead right now over St. Louis, 4-2 is the count. Back to you guys. Thanks a lot, Dave. You can get 
David Gascon on Twitter at David J. Gascon. It is Fox Sports Sunday. Good news. Uh, in an hour, easy as one, two, three, four returns here on Fox Sports Sunday. I had heard while I was out, it was on hiatus for a while. But it will return with questions that I think today's good score, 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10 is a good score for today. Okay, George, you got that set? Okay, so that means it's a tough matchup today. Yeah, like there, like there's 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 I don't I don't think that there's huge giveaways in that one. So 8 out of 10 I would say is a good score. That comes up in an hour here on Fox Sports Radio. Get George Reister on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me Dan Bayer at Dan Bayer on Fox. Julio Jones in the news again. Now, if you've been maybe living under a rock, maybe you've been on vacation, maybe you've been on paternity leave and you haven't been following the world of sports, Julio Jones, wide receiver of the Atlanta Falcons, uh, turned the football world upside down when he took a call from Shannon Sharp on Fox Sports 1's Undisputed earlier this week. If you missed it, you'll want to hear it right now. What's going on, bro? Man, nothing much. Got to go meet up with my brother. What's happening with you? Man, look, you want to go to the Cowboys, Julio, or you want to stay in Atlanta? Oh, man, no, I'm out of there, man. Ideally, where would you like to go? Right now, I'm just, I want to win. Okay. Dallas. We don't go to Dallas. If you go, you ain't winning in Dallas, Julio. Nah, you already, man, listen, come on, man. You already know, I know. Listen, sure. listen, you know how people is, man, with all that going right. on with the, the picture. Yeah. yeah. And all that stuff like that. Okay. Man, I ain't never been on that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That's good enough. Yeah. Julio, I'll talk to you later. Thanks for calling me back. We on air, but I appreciate you calling me, dog. All right, so we got past all the FCC stuff. That stuff is in the past, whether he knew about whether he didn't know about it. We know this. Julio Jones apparently wants out. The Falcons are having conversations with reports saying that the team at least reportedly uh, has a first-round pick on the table for Julio Jones. Then there was this from Diana Russini today of ESPN, who reported the Falcons continue to field calls for Julio with the Seahawks having discussions about a possible trade, adding, in fact, and this is a quote, Russell Wilson and Julio Jones have spoken to discuss the possibility of playing together, end quote. Are the so, Seahawks bending over backwards, or what's going on with the, uh, with the Julio Jones to Seattle connection when you hear this report, so, George? So I see this as Pete Carroll Russell Wilson. This is a makeup. If they get this, let Russ Cooks got to come back. Like you, like this is the way you make up to Russell Wilson. They probably told him in there because you know they were talking about he wanted to trade all of this stuff. That in that, I guarantee that there were some yo. We will make this up to you when when we get an opportunity, and this is that opportunity to make it up to him. Because he has a chance to, you know, to have the most wide receiver weapons of any. I mean, like there's nobody, there's no team that would have DK Metcalf, uh, Julio Jones and Tyler Lockett all at the same time. That's silly, man. Like that is a ridiculous. That's an embarrassment of riches. And the Seahawks would then go back to being the NBA, I'm sorry, the NFL uh, champion favorites, that that would be an opportunity 
for uh, for that. So I would be excited because I picked them to uh, to go deep in the playoffs last year, even though Dan didn't b- believe in them. So would would this be enough for you to believe in the Seahawks finally? I listen. I just don't think that. I, I think that Julio Jones is nice, and if you're all in on next season, then you make the move. I just don't see realistically how they make a move. Why it, not? It, like, you don't. You don't have to give up. I mean, it, it's not like trading for, you know, uh, a quarterback. You're you're you probably won't even have to give up a first round pick. And that's good because they don't have one. So well, that would that would help if and that's that I think actually is a part of it. I do think that the Seahawks also being in the NFC and the Falcons maybe not necessarily wanting to uh, uh, trade to a, another team in the NFC. I, I I could I could understand that, but honestly, I don't think that the Falcons are Super Bowl contenders right now well, anyway. So who really cares? Yeah. I just don't think that I I I like the thought, you know, the theory. Yeah, that would make Seattle unstoppable, and or, or, or you would think that they would be unstoppable, and you could, you know, let Russ cook as much as you can. I just don't think it solves a lot for them. I think that there are other teams in the NFL that actually need Julio Jones more than the Seahawks, and it's not that the Seahawks are deep at wide receiver. They used a second round pick on Dwayne Eskridge out of Western Michigan because they have no number three receiver really. So like, so it's not like they're like they're they're wide receiver room is full but you talked about the two guys that they have and that's a duo that a lot of teams in the NFL would already like to have and I just don't know how much better they get if Julio Jones comes to Seattle considering you know I you know if you have to give up a you know a couple of second round picks or if it is a first round pick in two, you know 2023 I just don't know the payoff that you get for that if it's if it's really worth it so I wouldn't do the deal okay. if I'm Seattle well, oh, I, I absolutely would. But the the interesting part is about that where it I don't even I don't think it was so much that he wanted out that Julio Jones wanted out. I think it was more just the fact that the the, the C I'm sorry, the Falcons didn't have a choice that this was year. I'm sorry, this this year they are at this point in time. In between, depending on whether you look at sports track or over the cap, somewhere in between four hundred and twelve and five hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars under the salary cap right now. Well, they need in between seven and eight million dollars just to be able to sign all their rookies. Seven and eight million dollars just to sign their rookies. And the only way to get to to that is so they they restructured uh Deion Jones, a couple other people, and the Matt quarterback Ryan was Matt, restructured. Yeah. Yeah, because his cap number was $40 million. And then next year, his uh, cap number now, they got it down this year is $48 million. So they would have gotten rid of Matt Ryan too. They just couldn't. And and when you look at what uh Julio Jones and Jarrett were the only two possibilities left for them to find enough money to be able to sign their rookies even. So they didn't they didn't have a choice and Jared's their best de- defender and this isn't working with with Julio and Matt Ryan. So they're trying to find a way out at this point. You know you know what gets me? You know what I don't like and this may be get off my yard guy is that the the move if if Seattle were to make the move. The move is hey, they did it to appease Russell Wilson. How about just making moves to better your football team, no matter what your quarterback thinks? And that encompasses 
maybe giving more weapons to your quarterback or giving an offensive getting offensive line help like they they did in swinging a deal with the Raiders to bring in uh Gabe Jackson like there's like when you think about like all of these, all of the moves, like no matter what Seattle did, it was with the second round pick with Eskridge, it was the trade with the Raiders, and now it's this, it's all of appeasing Russell Wilson. What about just trying to make the Seahawks better? You know, like 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 that's how that's how I look at it. And that's why, like, when you go to the Aaron Rodgers Packers thing, it's it's always appeasing the quarterback. How about appeasing the Packers and their fan base and just trying to win a Super Bowl? Like that, like, like it's become so quarterback driven. If the Seahawks feel that Julio Jones is the missing piece for them to win a Super Bowl, then go and freaking get him. But yeah, if but you're doing it just to not make Russell be- Wilson cry, like, it, like that's, yeah, but can't both things be true at the same time? I think so. I think they can, but I don't think that we view it that way. You know, like like we just look at it like the moves that Seattle made. Like 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 Pete Carroll and John Schneider have no idea what's going on. Thank goodness Russell Wilson spoke up and said these are the weaknesses in our teams. Like that's baloney. Like like Russell Wilson was looking out for himself in 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 trying to like improve Russ. Pete Carroll and John Schneider's job is to look over for the entire Seahawks organization. And so that like like the, that's why the Julio Jones thinks, oh they can make Russ happy. Make the C- allow the Seahawks to win football games and not get knocked out of the wild card or divisional playoffs anymore and go to a championship game or a Super Bowl, that's going to make Seahawks fans happy. That should make Russell Wilson happy instead of just trying to make him to get tools, you know, like to, to get guys. I just, it's starting to really just bother me. And, and, and the more I think about it, the more I'm like, good Green Bay. Let Aaron Rodgers go to Hawaii and do whatever he wants to do. You figure out your own stuff. Take care of your own organization. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. you know what? You can respond to that afterwards. I, I just think right. the catering to Russell Wilson is now just becoming a little bit too much oh, as Julio Jones is being, is being is being linked to the Seattle Seahawks. He's George Reister. I'm Dan oh, Byard. It's Fox a Sports Ju- Sunday. A Seahawks Judas, dude. Uh, the, uh, it's, no, I'm actually supporting the Seahawks. I'm actually supporting the Seahawks. I'm just not supporting Russell Wilson having a tantrum and trying to get whatever he wants. Five minutes to go. Suns lead the Lakers by 12. No answer. Anthony Davis the rest of the game for L.A. George responds on if the Seahawks are bending over backwards to appease Russell Wilson. That next year on Fox Sports Sunday. The Miami Heat are sitting alone in their four-cornered room staring at candles right now because their offseason has begun. Bucks took out the brooms yesterday. Is the Lakers season done now that Anthony Davis oh, is dealing stop. with a groin injury? Dan, George what Reister. is wrong I'm with Dan Byer, Fox Sports Sunday. You must have missed me, Dan, because you came with the full troll action today, dude. Stop it. Like, dude, did, what are you doing? I don't you know who doing? it is, so I'm watching my back. Uh, George, I, 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 listen, if Anthony Davis is not healthy, the Lakers have no chance. Well, they, they don't. No They're chance at what? Right now at winning an NBA title. None. All right. Okay. And, and, and I don't even think that's a hot Zero. take. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're not getting off this off this easy, buddy. Because before we went to break, you said something about Russell Wilson yeah. that was just sacrilegious in terms yeah. of being a Seahawks. Fan. Let, let me just quick get, let people know: Suns are up seven, ninety-five, eighty-eight, with about two twenty to go in Game Four. But the thing that I just said is Julio Jones was now linked to maybe being dealt to the Seahawks, and the narrative that follows it is that 
the Seahawks are trying to appease Russell Wilson. And I just think that the Seahawks should try to appease the Seahawks and do whatever's best for them. So if Julio Jones is what's best for them, then get him. But if he's not, don't just get him to make Russell Wilson happy. That's my point. You're, the floor is yours, George. They're, they, both of those things can be true at the same time. That doesn't mean that they're doing something rid, ridiculous to, to hurt the team just for Russell Wilson. That's not what that means. Is And then you, the Seahawks fan, Russell Wilson has done nothing but been good to you. He's given you the playoffs every single year. He's given you a Super Bowl, Except another one. Super Bowl appearance. Like, And, and this is how you treat him? <laughs> like that <laughs> That is you insane. and I know he didn't give them like, the Super Bowl appearances. Like what, what that was a Legion of Boom dude, and Marshawn you, Lynch thing. You have literally you have turned to the company man. You have you have abandoned the uh, player and Russell Wilson and if, turned to the company man and just left him alone. If they want to be the Buffalo Bills and and just let Josh Allen run wild and do that with Russell Wilson. That's that's fine if that's the direction that they're going to go. They've never been going in that direction, and that's why I just don't think that adding they're Julio Jones to run, this team. They're not letting him run run wild. It's a simple – if Julio Jones is available, he makes your team better. So the idea that then that's for Ru- Russell Wilson is crazy. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Should know, ProFootballTalk.com says the Rams are out of the Julio Jones uh, sweepstakes. So the Rams would not be a team that would try to go after the Falcons wide receiver. The Suns up 10 on the Lakers, 98 to 88 with a minute 23 to go. No AD. Are the Lakers done? We talk about it next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. What's up, everyone? It's me, three-time NFL All-Pro Sean Marion. And I have a new sports podcast called the Lights Out Podcast with Sean Marion. This podcast is special to me as I get a chance to talk to some of the best who've ever done it on the field or the track. So whether it's talking to a Super Bowl champion or a NASCAR Cup Series champion, the Lights Out Podcast will bring it to you the only way I know how to. I'm giving you the best insight from the best who's ever done it. Listen to Lights Out with Sean Marion on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
and Stan we do over three whole episodes of our podcast Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi I'm Michael Rappaport and I'm Kibi Rappaport and together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm going to tell you a team that really needs Julio Jones and a team that should try to do whatever they can to get him. It is Fox Sports Sunday. He is George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. But the story right now is what just went down in L.A. You heard David Gascon say it. Anthony Davis, groin injury, didn't play in the second half of the Lakers. And now their series with the Phoenix Suns is tied up at two games apiece. Suns win it today with a balanced effort. Six Phoenix Suns in double figures, winning 100-92. to that best of seven series, George, now has turned into a best of three series. And the series will shift to Phoenix once this, George takes his mic off mute. <laughs> this is still you would you would think after um how how long have we been doing this Listen. just me and you? <laughs> It's it's been like a year at least. Yeah. I think yeah, it's about yeah. about a year. You yeah. would you would think that after a year that that would never happen again, right? <laughs> what I just want to know the conversations that are being had while you're on mute. That's what I want. Oh to know. no, yeah. no, no, you don't, buddy. I, I make sure that <laughs> mute button is is uh, is locked oh. and loaded, buddy. Because uh, listen, um, the uh, last thing that you want to do is 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 tank your career over a, over a hot mic. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and um, but but with the Lakers though, I am still firmly like this. This series is over in six. Um, th- that LeBron goes crazy next game because Channing Crowder has tugged at Superman's cape. You okay. know every Jay everybody. Crowder. Jay Crowder. Yeah, yeah. Jake, Jay yeah. Channing, Jay Channing, whoever, whoever <laughs> Carol else. Channing. Yeah. yeah. It don't it don't Channing matter. The Lakers Lakers in six. Um because like he's tugged at Superman's cape, talking way too much trash. He's not good enough to talk trash to LeBron James, but he he is. And you saw LeBron get a little mad at the end of the game. And had Dennis Schroeder made that layup with like a minute and twenty left, it's a five point game with a minute and twenty left. That's a whole different ball game. And, and instead, Crowder gets another wide open three pointer in in the uh, corner. So. Well, I, if the Lakers did not have the silly turnovers, missing wide open layups and point blank layups, and just generally having a hand, I mean, being within five feet of Suns 
you know, three three point shooters, they they win this game by by 20 points, even without Anthony Davis. So I still remain firmly uh, it with with my pick of Lakers and six. Well, they're going to have 48 hours. Game five is Wednesday night or Tuesday night in Phoenix. So that's going to be the amount of time that Anthony Davis is going to need to uh, rest and uh, get treatment for that groin if he's going to play, even if he does play. I don't know how effective he will be. And I just don't think that LeBron James, uh, for as great as he is, has enough around him to win the series. And even if they are fortunate enough to win the series, if he's got to do it by himself, they are not going to make it out of the West. And I don't think that the West is unbeatable. I, 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 I don't. I just think that's way too much to ask LeBron and to ask the guys that are around him. You and I started the show, and I, I said, like, the, the, the constant with the Lakers of knowing what I'm going to get is LeBron one and actually Alex Caruso number two because you just don't know about Anthony Davis's health. You have no idea. You just know that Caruso's going to be there and do his thing, and LeBron's going to be there and do his thing. That's not enough for me to hang my hat on. I'm not hanging my hat on. I'm, I'll put it this way. I'm betting more on the Phoenix Suns than I am of, of Kyle Kuzma you know, going four of six from three-point range or Wesley Matthews uh, hitting four threes. He got the start today. He ended up with six points, was just uh, hit a couple of threes, but that's basically what, what he gave uh, the Lakers. Like, they, they don't ha- you can't expect a lot from those other guys. You never can. So the task of LeBron doing it by himself is to me is just is way too much considering I don't know what he could get from the other Lakers to carry that team. So uh, your 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 point m- makes sense, Dan. Like I get it and I'm buying it, right? Except for the fact that LeBron is so doggone good that he can influence winning and losing without Anthony Davis. And and mind you, we're we're talking about the uh the uh, Suns. The, the, this isn't the the uh 96 Bulls. You know what I mean? Like they they yeah. are a team that has minimal playoff experience. Sure. They don't have a superstar. They have a star in uh in and a great leader in Chris Paul, but they don't have a superstar. So the, that's where I'm looking at this Phoenix team is I'm saying, yes, they are obviously a really good basketball team, but this is not a team that you can just just say, oh, Anthony Davis is out. They can't win. That's the difference. No, but it, but the Lakers and their size with Anthony Davis was so difficult for Phoenix to match up with. I think DeAndre Ayton's good. I think that Devin Booker is a star. I don't think he's a superstar, but I think he's a star. So they they, they have pieces there. But when you take you take Anthony Davis out, not only do you take Anthony Davis out, you take a big part of what their advantage was over yeah. the Suns and and and. Marcus all is big. Andre Drummond are big guys. But honestly, how much can you really expect those guys to play well enough to take uh, to take advantage of that uh, of that advantage? And I just don't think so. You know, it's funny you mentioned when LeBron took the Cavs to the finals in their first meeting against the Warriors in in what was it, it was 20, uh, 2015 in that season because you mentioned Mozgov's name. Like, the Warriors actually had difficulty dealing with some of the Cavs' size. They, they did. But it was not enough to put the season in jeopardy. 
And that's kind of like how I look at the Lakers. Like, yeah, you know what? You got Andre Drummond and, and Marcus Shaw. And now Phoenix isn't as good as Golden State than that Golden State team was. Absolutely not. But it may be a bit of a problem, but it's something that Phoenix can navigate. And they've got enough guys. And if Chris Paul is healthier than he was a couple of games ago, that also plays into the pro Phoenix or Phoenix winning this series. Because when Chris Paul looked dinged up, Phoenix didn't appear to have a chance. And now you have the, you know, the shoe on the other side with Anthony Davis being dinged up. And it seems like the Lakers, at least in my mind, don't have a chance. You disagree. You like the Lakers in six. I just don't think that they have enough uh, uh, to beat what I consider is a is a good Phoenix team. Not great, but a good Phoenix team. <laughs> Dan, you are having a rough return, dude. Is, <laughs> I mean, I'm serious, dude. Like you, you, you have been is, been out, and you know, I'm not sure if it's thrown you off your game or what. You're, you're just having a tough, <laughs> tough day. It's all right. Dan. Oh it, man, it happens this to is, the best of us. This is what I missed with uh, not being around with George, and and uh, I I was out a few weeks. I was out about a month because me and my wife just had a had a baby last month, so doing a lot of the the dad stuff the thing i miss is george doesn't disagree with you george tells you you're wrong and those are two different things like those are like they're they're two different things and i don't i don't know if you're if this is how you argue like with your wife like if you, if you get into this but bring this up to her to her and maybe next week just tell me if that's the case george Dover says you know i disagree with you i i you like very rarely it's you're wrong it's not a disagreement it's you're wrong <laughs> and uh that's what i that's what i missed uh with george i want to i want to get to this point about julio jones because we've been going back and forth with, with this lakers sons game and the Julio Jones report today that he could go to Seattle. We're going to have Adam Kaplan, our NFL insider, joining us in about 10, 15 minutes or so. And I just wanted to get this out before Adam came on because I, I, I may get his thoughts as well. You know what team I actually think desperately needs Julio Jones and could, and, and could be the team that really is pushed over the top with Julio? And that's the Indianapolis Colts. And, and I know that there's questions about uh, Carson Wentz and you're bringing him in but you really want to put a playmaker with him. I don't know how much T.Y. Hilton has left. I know that Paris Campbell and Michael Pittman are guys who are who are up-and-coming players in the National Football League. But Julio Jones, to me, would make the Colts just a, a team that, that you would not want to face in the NFL playoffs. If, if you're yeah. in the AFC, I put them with the Chiefs. I'd put them with the Bills. The Colts right now, and looking at a list – uh, the, these were the odds earlier this week of Julio Jones's next team. Patriots at plus 200, Niners at plus 300, then the Titans, Raiders, Ravens, and Chargers, and then the Colts followed at plus 1,000. I look at the Colts as being the team that if of, of any of the teams in the National Football League that could utilize Julio Jones and needs to go out and get him, it's Indianapolis. You're okay. going to disagree or tell me I'm wrong? Which one? What, what, where I, are we going? I'm going to disagree <laughs> while telling you that you're wrong. Um, so, all right. So, so look, I, I, I do think on some level that you are right about, about Indianapolis, but they have a major problem. It, like they, they have the first issue is if you get Julio Jones, how are you helped? You still don't have a quarterback. You still do not have a quarterback. Carson Wentz is your guy. Like that, that that doesn't instill confidence in anybody. Like if 
so you've you've traded for Carson Wentz. Obviously, you have to get it right because of because if it's wrong, it's going to handicap your your growth. And while you have these really really good players like Quentin Quentin Nelson, your 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 defense is really good. Bunch of guys on rookie contracts. Like this is the Colts' opportunity. And now I, I understand where they didn't want to mortgage their future and give and and like give up so many draft picks to try to move up and draft one of these quarterbacks because teams weren't going to come off of one, two, and three, obviously. So it didn't necessarily make any sense to, to do it. So I get it. But at the same time, having Carson Wentz as your quarter, quarterback, do you think that that gets the Colts any closer to a Super Bowl? I don't have that answer, but I'm, I'm saying this. With the Colts making that move, you do whatever you can to make sure that Carson Wentz works out. And yeah. that adding a Julio Jones is not going to disrupt what the Colts' wide receiver room is. Because Julio Jones would step in on day one and be the best thing that the Indianapolis Colts have. Well, and within, I mean, and, and, and maybe for, and, and for most teams, he probably would be, you know, at this point. And I, I just think that the Colts are in the, in the now situation, in the let's do this now. They're the ones that, are, that took the chance on, on Carson Wentz. You've got an offensive line that is one of the best in the NFL. You've got a running game now that you can rely on. Their defense is better. I mean, they, they came close to beating the Bills in the wild card game with Phillip Rivers. And if you can just in, increase – uh, the firepower on that offense in the air and give Carson Wentz as many options and, and weapons as you can, I, I just don't think it hurts them. I actually think it, it helps them immensely. Like they're, the, they're a team that would need someone like Julio Jones to come aboard to put them over into being a Super Bowl contender, a Super Bowl winning team. They're kind of there right now, but maybe they're not fully there. If Julio Jones is there, that's a team that people would be picking to go to the Super Bowl in February. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They would. They, there would be some people who would be picking them, but not not me simply because of their quarterback. But I do think that the team that could be biggest benefited by adding Julio Jones is the Patriots because they haven't had any weapons. I mean, like like any real weapons recently. So if you have a chance to add Julio Jones, now you can give Cam an opportunity to be successful. And also you would have a number one wide receiver for the first time since in terms of like a premier guy in the league since Randy Moss. It would be the first time since since Moss. So now, and they've gone in on the tight end position with Janu Smith and the other free agents. Hunter Henry. Yeah, Hunter Henry. So now you've added so much weaponry to your team and given yourself an ability to create the mismatches that you like and play the brand of football that you like. So I, I, I think the Patriots are the team that should be going after Julio. You learn a lot more about Carson Wentz with Julio Jones in that locker room. And, 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 and if it works out, it could pay off big time for the Colts. That's why I like him in Indy. You like him in new England. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox sports Sunday. Get George on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. 
There's a secret team that could be in the mix for Julio Jones. We'll tell you who that is next here on Fox Sports Sunday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Fox Sports Sunday. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Lakers and Suns now tied up at two games apiece. Phoenix gets a big win today. David Gascon will have more on that game coming up at the bottom of the hour. And also the status of one Anthony Davis. It is Memorial Day weekend. Uh, just to take time out, remember those that we've lost, those that we've uh, who have given the ultimate sacrifice uh, to the family members and loved ones of those that we've lost. Our heart goes out to you and we were thinking about you this weekend. Not only is it an NBA weekend with the playoffs going on, it seems that every weekend's an NFL weekend. Joining us once again here on Fox Sports Sunday, he's our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider. You can also hear him as the host of the Inside the Birds podcast and the Inside the Birds blog and on Sirius XM NFL Radio. Our good buddy Adam Kaplan joins us again. Hello, Adam. How are you? Guys, happy Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, I'm glad that you, um, I'm glad you mentioned that, Dan, about uh, people we've lost and people have served. It's definitely important to mention that, and uh, as we get into... The NFL talk, um, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, I'm sure we've all known people who've served. So uh, getting back to the NFL here, 
Yeah, look, it's 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 not the, just the Julio Jones situation, which is the first thing that I could drop as early as Wednesday. Ooh. It's it's uh, yeah, by, we'll get into that by, uh, you know, we've got the Aaron Rodgers situation, which won't go away because it's it may not get resolved until late July, early August. Um, it's this week is when teams can recoup some cap space on June 2nd on Wednesday. Teams that use the so-called post June one designation. If you've used it, you're going to get a cap rebate. But you're, what you do is you split the cap hit that you designated earlier this year over two seasons. So that's why um, the Falcons have to wait till Wednesday. So with so we heard Julio Jones on with on Undisputed, and that obviously caused some uh, controversy. But people, I think, thought that. Julio just wanted out as opposed to this was kind of the only the Falcons only option that him or Jarrett had to either go or be seriously restructured or given a new contract for them to even be able to sign their rookies. Right. Yeah. So, George, let's let's examine that because it's really important to understand where the Falcons are as an organization. This is this is a complete rebuild here, uh, particularly on defense. They, They were a bad football team. Coach Steph was fired. Uh, they have a severe cap issue. They, they, this is incredible. They have less than $400,000 in salary cap space uh, as, of, as we speak here, uh, according to NFLPA records. So they can't sign the rookies until they clear cap space. They've restructured just about every contract they restructure, and they still have an issue. So you've got to sign your rookies, and they're, they're, something has to happen here. Now, why would they entertain Julio Jones being traded? It's, it's not been a secret for the last three months that he's been available. They made him available at the start of free agency. Uh, the GM, Terry Fontenot, when he was asked about it before the draft, he didn't say he was definitely staying. Um, he kind of left it open-ended, and that's kind of where we are here. Uh, I'm sure you, you know, I heard you guys talk before I came on here. All the rumors that are out there, which some are just irresponsible, but some are actually real. Some are actually real. and um, It's rare that a guy is this accomplished. I understand he's in the twilight of his career. But it's rare that a guy like this would become available. But again, there are circumstances here which are, we all have to understand. George and I threw out some teams. Adam Kaplan, by the way, joining us here on Fox Sports Sunday. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer, Adam, our NFL insider. Uh, I, I think the Colts should make a run for him. I, I think of just of, of any team that would maybe need a player like that to, to make them a Super Bowl contender or a Super Bowl winner, I think it would be the Colts. George, like the Patriots, who are our likely candidates now that we've heard that the Seahawks could be in the mix today? Yeah, so just when you, you see these rumors out there, Seattle is in a situation where, A, they don't have the cap space. Now, you could always create it by restructuring contracts. Uh, they've got DK Metcalf, who, by the way, plays the same position that uh, – that Julio does, he plays that X position. That's a single side re- receiver position. I mean, it's not like you can't move these guys around. And they remember, they signed Tyler Lockett to a mega extension, um, you know, the, the, the last, the last mm-hmm. area. So um, they, to the me, I mean, it, on receiver too. yeah, so. they, they're, they're loaded there. And they just directed Dwayne Eskridge. So, I mean, keep an eye on it. Um, I think the, the, the rumor that uh, Mike Florio put out there for Pro Football Talk makes the most sense because they, they have a need. The Titans do. And, and by the way, the other thing is, and this is what several teams have told me, if Julio Jones gets traded soon, it's going to be to a team that's either in the playoffs last season or is headed to the playoffs or, or, or wants to get to the playoffs. It's not going to be in like a, a team like the Falcons, by the way, that's just in a rebuild. I, I, I don't see that happening. Um, if, if Well, now we can transition over to the Aaron Rodgers saga because this is just – keeps on keeps on going because he was on vacation in Hawaii while the team was 
you know, <laughs> having yeah. a camp and he was li living his best life. Where do things stand now? And what are the possible resolutions as it continues to develop? Yeah, nothing's changed, obviously, because he's not reporting. So that's kind of where it is. But what I would tell you is I know that um, Packersource said to me that they're hoping that current and former players will help Aaron uh, come back to camp come back to the team. We, we know how disgruntled he is. That's not a secret. He's actually, George, I told you that story, which uh, I put out about a month ago, three weeks ago, about uh, how he went over to an opponent's huddle and, and said, get me out of here. You know, that was, uh, th that happened last season. So we know he was unhappy going back to last season. But the fact of the matter is he's not reporting. He's willing to take the fines when they, from what I understand, when we get to the mandatory minicamp. But the question is, what will he do when it's time to report in late July to training camp? That's when this thing's going to move. Now, to answer your question, George, that's exactly where we are right now. It, it, Adam, is Green Bay's leverage hurt at all by any of this? I, I mean, what do you mean by leverage? You mean in terms it, of trading him? In, yeah, like knowing, like if if they were to say, "All right, we've come to terms. We're going to have to deal him." Like, I mean, is is there any is there him threatened to you know not show up and be in Hawaii? Is is any of their Leverage hurt if ultimately they do decide to move him? Well, here's the leverage in terms of how many teams are involved. If it's only Denver, who most people in the league think would get involved at the right time, because the Packers are not entertaining anything right now. That's the team that makes the most sense. If you don't have two or three teams involved, it's kind of like the Eagles. The Eagles sure. with Carson Wentz. They, they had the Bears and Eagles, uh, Bears and Colts. Then unfortunately for the Eagles, the Bears backed out a week before he was traded to the Colts. So the Eagles had to take what they can get, and that's what it's ultimately going to come down to. Leverage determines how many teams are involved. That's generally the way it works in the NFL. So do you think that there is it going to like what are some of the things that you've heard it's going to take to remedy the situation with with Aaron Rodgers? Is it Gutenkus being being fired? He's is not going to public fired, just so you know. You're not gonna OK, fired. is it a public apology? I, I'm just saying, like, what are the things that you're hearing that could resolve the situation? There's nothing because we're we're he's decided he's not going to report. I mean, again, just like I said. The hope is, the Packers are hoping, as one person I spoke with the Packers recently said, hopefully our, our current and former players will get in his ear enough that he'll reconsider. They know what everybody else knows. They know that he doesn't want to be a Packer anymore. And you saw his interview, by the way. We should mention the, the Kenny Mania interview with ESPN within the last week, and that was Kenny's last Sports Center appearance where he, and, and you know, Aaron and Kenny have known each other for years, and Aaron's pretty upfront. He talked about it being a people business, and what he's talking about, it, my understanding is, he either didn't find out that they were going to draft a quarterback until right before the pick was made with, 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 uh, with Jordan Love or, or right after. And, again, this is a, this is a, you got to know Aaron Rodgers to understand him. This is a super type A personality that you got to communicate with a guy well. And the general manager, let's call it like it is, did an awful job of communicating. Now, Gutenkus has been a pretty good GM, by the way. But the communication was lacking, and that's where we are. Yeah, and, and Adam Kaplan joining us here on Fox Sports Sunday. I'm Dan Beyer. He's George Reister. And I said this to George earlier, and I'm curious on your thoughts and if you've gotten any feedback. I mean, is at some point, guys at the front office have to look out for their team and not look out, make, you know, look out for making their quarterback happy. Is, is, is this a trend? Is this just a, a fad? Is this just Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson trying to flex the muscle that they have? Or, like, it, is this going well, to continue in the NFL? Dan. Yeah, just so you know, Dan's, Dan, Russell Wilson's completely different. He, his, Dan, uh, 
Russell Wilson's about the str- the direction of the offense, which sure. has bothered him. He wants to, he wants the offense to go through him, not the run game. We know we've talked about this for the last year. It's it'll never change with Pete Carroll. It's always going to yeah. be about the run game. Whereas with Aaron Rodgers, um, it's strictly bad communication. You know, as as by the way, as Rodgers said in his interview, it wasn't that they drafted Jordan Love. It's that he didn't know about it and the timing of it. It it, it the, the Packers are no obligation to tell him who they're going to draft. But what they could have done is, and I understand with the COVID issue, it's a little bit complicated. Just call them up for the draft and say, listen, there's a good probability we're going to draft a quarterback in the first or second round. We don't want you to be surprised. This is our thinking. Now, he could, he could get all upset about it and say, hell with that, blah, 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 ask for a trade, whatever he could do. But you want to treat this, this, this quarterback a certain way. You have to know him to understand it. I, I've known about Rodgers for several years about how stubborn he is. There's stuff out there if you read about his background with him and his family and people he shut out of his life. This is a guy that could be very difficult. You have to know how to handle him. And I'm just really surprised that the GM and the Packers handle it the way that he did. Yeah, and um, what, are you, what are you hearing about these NFL offseason programs? Because teams have been handle, handling it differently. Like I talked to a Texans player, and he was like, yo, that they've been kind of negotiating with yep. the coaches yep. and other teams as well. Some teams are practicing in helmets, some, some aren't. Like how is this going around the league in general in terms of the players versus the organizations and then the PA versus the NFL itself. Yeah, so George, here's what's happened. This is really interesting. So the Bears, the Colts, the Eagles, and a bunch of other teams, their coaches, particularly the head coach or the general manager, like Chris Ballard got involved, the Colts GM. Um, Nick Sirianni, Eagles head coach, this is his idea to call the players committee. And Matt Nagy, the, the head coach of the Bears, got involved, and they had a negotiation. So the Bears are knocking off weaker their OTAs. The Eagles are not going to have a uh, mandatory camp. This is what they did. They went team after team after team. Made it, they made a negotiation, as you outlined it. You're right. To get the players to, only, to, to, get the players to have a couple weeks of, of OTAs instead of, like the Eagles were only going to show up to their mandatory camp and nothing else. That is not what they wanted. And that's, um, that's what not, Nick Sirianni did not want that. So what happened was, um, and, and, and Chris Ballard, the GM, did the same with um, Frank Reich. They came up with an alternative. Could we get you guys in here? Uh, we won't do seven on sevens. We won't do eleven on elevens. Could we get you in here, in here for two or three weeks, and we won't have any strenuous a- activities? That's the trade-off. I mean, when you were playing, George, two days were. Did you not have two days when you were playing? Yes, yes, I had. The, so halfway through my career is when we stopped two two days because we had three guys go to the hospital in Ooh. one camp. We it, big John Henderson, one of the wide wide receivers, and another guy all had to go to the hospital in camp, and that was kind of the end of two a days, like as it, as you normally <laughs> knew it. Wow, yeah. So things have changed here. The, the players want a soft off season. The coaches, though they don't like it, they are like, okay, what's my alternative here? Well, let's give them what they want, but we want we want practice days back so what the players uh gave into is they got practice days back but a lot of teams are not doing seven on seven eleven elevens he's adam kaplan our fox sports radio nfl insider all right before we let you go i'm not gonna hold you to a prediction but is there a team uh that we should look out for for that julio jones trade possibly this week if you had to say Uh, one team it's hard it's really hard to do that i'll just give you the three teams okay that's fine titans niners and there's going to be a surprise team because every once in a while, 
a team that joins in late. They recon- they were in out early, and then they call the go when the- when they find out a team. Um, when they find out the Falcons aren't getting what they want, they may they may offer a player and a third round pick. Because the look the 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 thing that the Falcons have to understand is it's going to be very hard to get a first round pick clean. What that means is this: the personal people that I really respect this week told me that they don't think the Falcons will will be able to get a clean first round pick. That means that they may get they may have to give something up in addition to Julio Jones to get a first round pick back. That lessens the value of that first-round pick if you do that. That's the thinking around the league. To, that's kind of where it is. All right. Get Adam on Twitter, at Kaplan NFL. We'll talk to you next week and maybe be talking about Julio Jones' uh, new destination. And Appreciate by the way, it, there's no deadline. There is no deadline to, the, the, to trade him. I, could, we, I probably should have said that. It just could, you could trade him yeah. as early as Wednesday. Just could happen. Know. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Something to look forward to. All right. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, guys. See you. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Byer. It is Fox Sports Sunday here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, it's the hottest game in America, and it returns after being put on ice for a month. But first, David Gascon is here to give us the latest of what's happening on this Sunday. Hey, guys, everything is a wrap from Los Angeles, at least with the Suns and Lakers. Four, three, two, one, and the Suns win. And this playoff series is now tied at two victories apiece as the Suns get the victory in Los Angeles, 100-92. to Yeah, Suns had six players in double-digit scoring, oddly enough, led by Chris Paul, who's been banged up. He had 18 points, nine assists in the victory, also three rebounds. Heading back to Phoenix, Anthony Davis was injured with a groin issue, did not return to the ball game. His status for game five is in question. Knicks earlier today got dumped by the Hawks, 113-96. They're now down that series three games to one, a game that's going to get underway in a couple minutes from now, Brooklyn and Boston. Celtics down that series one game, two games to one. Kimball Walker has been ruled out of that affair. Dallas and the L.A. Clippers tonight at 9.30 Eastern. Major League Baseball, San Francisco 5. L.A. Dodgers nothing. It's in the home half of the seventh inning. Tigers earlier today swept aside the Yankees in a three-game series, winning it 6-2 was the final score. Cardinals and Arizona Diamondbacks. D-backs right now 9-2. They're looking to snap a 13-game skid in this game. Guys, back to you. Thanks, Dave. It is Fox Sports Sunday. I'm Dan Beyer. He's George Reister. Dave can't go anywhere because he's going to have to serve as a lifeline for George Reister, as will Lee DeLapp, our executive producer, in Iowa Sam as our technical producer, as it's time to play easy as one, two, three, four. The name of this game is... Well, it's simple. George doesn't have to give me all of the correct answers, just some of them. I give him four topics. He gives me some of the answers, and we give him points. If he gets a perfect score of 10, we all go crazy. George, are you ready to play easy as one, two, three, four? Of course, man. I'm ready. I'm ready because you're back. <laughs> I think the last time we played, uh, TJ Hushmanzada was in for you. And so I think the time before that, you had a perfect score of 10. I think TJ had a perfect score of 10. So we've had some perfect numbers on the board. I think a score of eight would be good in today's game. Let's start it off. George, name one of two NBA teams that the Lakers don't have a winning record against in team history. So there are two NBA teams that the Lakers do not have a winning record against in NBA history of the current franchises, obviously. Name one of those two teams. I am going to go with the... I know that this is odd, but I'm going to go with the Portland Trailblazers 
Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Portland Trailblazers as my as my answer. Okay, is that your final answer? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't love it, but yeah, I'm going there. All right, no lifelines needed for George. Is it the Portland Trailblazers? No, it is not. It is there. It is there. It is not the Portland Trailblazers. In fact, George, the answers we were looking for, you were close. Their winning percentage is only 528 against Portland, but it is a, a winning record. The San Antonio Spurs Lakers have a career record of 87 and 90. That's for a winning percentage of 492. Are you serious? And the Boston Celtics. Yes, the Boston Celtics. I almost said the Boston Celtics. Oh, but I, I, I my Celtics my lead Lakers the all-time love. series. Yeah, 162 to 132. A winning percentage of 449. So 0 for 1. That's all right. Again, 8 is a good score. Okay. There was a story this week that we saw that Tim Tebow led the NFL in jersey sales at NFLshop.com. Now, the top 15 jerseys were released. His Jaguars teammate, Trevor Lawrence, made the top 15 what i want you to do george is name two of the three rookies outside of trevor lawrence that landed in the top 15 of rookie of sales that are rookies on nflshop.com so rookie jerseys sold in the top 15 what three rookies outside of trevor lawrence made the top 15 okay i'm gonna go with justin fields and and you've got lifelines too. You can use Lee Delap, Iowa Sam, or David Gaskin. You, 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 you have scared me. Um, so <laughs> I am going to hold on to that because I, I think I got a good. Uh, okay. I'm going to go with Trey Lance and Justin Fields. Okay. All right. Those are your final answers. Yes. All right. Show me Justin Fields. In fact, Justin Fields had three jerseys in the top 15. Uh, number three, four, and five, just different Bears colors, navy, white, and orange, all in the top five. And is it Trey Lance? It is oh, not- hold on, hold on. My, my, th- tell me if my other answer was okay. going to be. It, it was going to be uh, uh, the, oh, was um, Zach Wilson. Uh, it, it was actually Najee Harris of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He oh, came in seventh, see, and Devontae Smith of the Eagles came in 11th. See, it had so, to be those uh, historical fran- franchises because they have such a huge fan base. Sure, and honestly, like with the Steelers, you're not going to buy a Big Ben jersey. He's going to be gone next year, so try to get somebody new. So they went with Najee Harris. All right, you got one point. If you can run the table, you've met my goal of 8 out of 10. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Byer. George has all of his lifelines left. Can he run the table on easy as 1, 2, 3, 4? That's next year on Fox Sports Sunday. Fox Sports Sunday. I'm Dan Beyer. He's George Reister, the NFL vet. Big news of the day. Suns even things up with the Lakers. Anthony Davis hurt with a groin injury. Didn't play in the second half. Julio Jones linked to now the Seahawks as a possibility, but other teams in the mix. We're also in the middle of our game of easy as one, two, three, four right now. George with a score of just one point out of three, but he's got the ability to make up for it in these last two questions. And you have all of your lifelines of David Gascon, Lee DeLapp, and Iowa Sam to help you navigate these last two questions. George, name three of the four current NBA franchises 
that the Clippers have an all-time winning record against. So earlier in the game, we said that there are two teams that the Lakers have a losing record against and a sub-500 record. They were the Spurs and Celtics. The Clippers have only got a winning record against four franchises in the NBA. Give me three of them. All right. And while I think about this, I'm immediately going to a lifeline, and that is going to be – I'm going to go with Iowa Sam. All right. So I was thinking um, maybe the Sacramento Kings, perhaps. I was also thinking maybe about the Hornets. Um, hmm. Let's see here. I'm just thinking of uh, fellow bottom dwellers that they might have beaten it's, up on. It's interesting because the Clippers were in that group. They were the right. king of that group for so long, and now they've kind of mm-hmm. moved out of it. But you know, there were some other occupants in that building. Okay. Here, here is my initial thought. Maybe the right? Timberwolves. My initial thought is is that we have new franchises like the Charlotte Hornets. So I'm going to go with them because they, they haven't played that many games against the Charlotte Hornets because they're, okay. they're fairly new. So I'm going to go with that one. Um, I'm thinking maybe, oh, God, maybe like the Magic because they're fairly new like and, and they're in the Eastern Conference so they don't play quite as many games against them. Sure. Okay, so I'm going to go with the – Yeah, so – and then I'm going to call another – Lifeline, David Gascon, do you have anything for me? Memphis Grizzlies. That's a good one. Yo, that came that came out that came out hot, bro. Well, I'm that just came out hot. So, trying to so I'm going to help go, you out. You're laboring I'm, right I'm, now. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go with you, David. Right. Google. I, the, those are my three answers. All right, okay. Show me David Gascon's Charlotte Hornets. Or excuse me, his show me his Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, you show me the Hornets as well. Show me the Orlando Magic. Yeah, you got all three of them. Nice. There you go. The Woo! other one was actually the Minnesota Timberwolves, who Sam said. So, yes. yeah, there you go. Sam was on Hor- Google, though. No, you're David Google. <laughs> uh, Hornets, 583. That's the Clippers' winning percentage. Uh, they've got a 536 winning percentage against the Grizzlies, a 529 winning percentage against the Minnesota Timberwolves, and, yes, wow. the Orlando Magic. Uh, in the 63 meetings, the Clippers have won 33 of them, a winning percentage of 524. So you got the three. You're on par for the eight points if you can get this final question correct. And you may have to go down memory lane for this one. Name four of the five, eight seeds that have defeated a number one seed in the first round of the NBA playoffs. It has happened five times in the NBA now, this does encompass both five-game and seven-game series. Eight seeds that have knocked off a one. I was just going to ask you that. Oh, okay, yes. go on. Yes, eight seeds that have knocked off a number one seed. It's happened five okay. times in NBA history. Okay, so obviously we have the Warriors. The uh, The uh, Warriors did it. We have the Denver Nuggets who did it with uh, Matumbo. I think they upset the Supersonics. The uh, the Knicks over the Heat, uh, geez, Louis. Okay, okay, and so I'm gonna call on Lee. Lee, who else you got? I was the Warriors was the first one that came to my mind too. Oh man, uh, we believe Warriors. Could it have been? Did, did, could it have been the? P- oh, Pacers? I just heard it on TV. Philadelphia did it to Chicago too. 
All right. Are those right. your final answers? Yes, those are my final answers. All right. Show me the Nuggets over the Sonics. All right. Show me the Knicks. They did so over the Heat in 1999. Yep. Show me the Warriors. Allen Houston. Over the Mavericks in 2007. And finally, show me the 76ers. Yes, they did so over the Bulls in 2012. A score of eight. The other one, David Gascon's Memphis Grizzlies when they beat the Spurs in 2011. So that was a, a grind city. That was a an eight seed knocking off a one seed. But uh, the Sixers and the Bulls, I think that was the Derrick Rose. Was yes, that, that was the Derrick Rose year. Yes, yes. And obviously... The Nuggets had the Mutombo one, as you mentioned. That was a five-game series. Uh, the, you know, the Warriors doing it in the Grizzlies and Sixers doing it in the seven-game series. So uh, kudos to those teams. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. Kudos to George for getting a score of eight. The Lakers may have to learn what life is like without AD for the rest of the playoffs. And it's Tebow time in Jacksonville. We weigh in on the NFL's most polarizing player coming up next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Life without AD, the Lakers may have to learn how to live with that again. We'll check in with Rick Buecher in 20 minutes on 
how the Lakers, uh, if they can respond after losing today's game four to the Suns and may have to do so without Anthony Davis because of that groin injury. We dive into that again in about 20 minutes or so with the Celtics and Nets, as you heard Dave say, about to tip it off from Boston. Some NFL news as well. An ESPN report says the Seahawks have reached out to the Falcons in their uh, possible quest to acquire Julio Jones. So the Seahawks are another team that you could add to the list. But the Jaguars continue to make headlines. Headlines. Uh, it started a couple of weeks ago and we heard that Tim Tebow could be uh, rumored to go to the Jaguars and uh, sign a contract with them to play tight end. Then he did. And then, as you may have just heard in Easy as 1, 2, 3, 4, mentioned the topic of jersey sales when it came to NFLshop.com. Well, Tebow's jersey, both the teal and the black Jaguar jersey, the most popular sellers of the uh, for the online store recently, so you've got Tebow Mania taking over. We saw his uh, bulked up arms, George, in practices oh, this Lord. week. Okay, <laughs> all right. So, so give me your thoughts on where we are with Tebow Mania and how things, uh, how we really need to approach uh, this this uh, this deal in Jacksonville. You need to approach it with with just complete caution understand that this is you know that this is a dad doing his son a favor you know he's getting getting him a job in 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 the company trying to groom him for a a a a position because he wants to make sure that he's his future is secure and all of those things that's that's what this is this is not Tim Tebow is such a good tight end or such a phenomenal athlete that this is, you know, that this is some kind of way going to move the needle for the Jaguars. Yes, the tight end has been the weakest position on their roster, but you're going to tell me a, a guy who's going to be 34 this season, 34. You you might as well be 55 in sports years <laughs> at, at 34. <laughs> I'm dead serious. And who was, you know, like a four six, four seven guy coming out, you get slower. He was never like fast twitch, get open, you know, like that wasn't his game. And to say that he's now going to line up against defensive ends and you know, and and like go and, and block them on in in power run game or zone run games. And outside linebackers, that's not going to happen. And then what do you? And then what are you supposed to do in the pass pass game? It's not like he's Jimmy Graham or or Antonio Gates, who were physical specimens, taller than most other guys, jumping over him, uh, catching jump balls. Like that's not Tim Tebow, and he's not fast like Gates was. Sudden, any of that? Like best yeah. case, best case scenario, right? let's say that Tim Tebow wows the world and by some sort of miracle becomes a serviceable tight end. Best case scenario that you get. We're talking like uh, like Jason Witten with the Raiders. That's best case scenario. Raiders, wow. J- Jason Witten. Like not, yeah, no, not Cowboys, no Cowboys years. Yeah. Not, not even the last one. Yeah, and, and, and I... <sighs> I get all that. I actually think that your perspective is so unique. And when so many people are weighing in on the Tebow topic, specifically just with with this time, I, I, I mean, 
and, and I don't know this answer, George, but I think didn't your playing career somewhat overlap when he was in high school in the area? Like I'm yes. not saying that you would know yep. the the like the the popularity of, of oh, Jacksonville. Oh no, 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 no. But, he is extremely popular sure. in the Jacksonville area. Extreme, yeah. like you can't even like put a a like fully comprehend it unless you were around in that in that area. Because not only is he a high school legend, you know, he was in Gainesville, which is right down yeah. the street as well. It's an hour away. So he he hit it from all sides. He is a local legend. He's a he's a a, a, a hero in in North Florida. Yeah, and that's and that's also like I mean because you were a tight end and you were a tight end with the Jacksonville Jaguars that spent many NFL years there and I think that your perspective is actually one that no one else can give. And as I look at it, and I I know about the hype. I didn't live the hype. I didn't live in Jacksonville at that time. I covered, you know, the the two national title games that that Tebow won at Florida. I covered both of those, but I can't say that I was I was full in Tebow mania uh when he was in high school, I covered some other Florida games so i feel like i have an understanding of it um just of of previous duties but i think that your perspective is so unique because one of the arguments that you hear about tebow is hey he's taking away the chance of another guy and and i just i i don't feel bad for that other guy that doesn't get the chance that, that you know like tebow gets the opportunity so what but i'm not sitting there like crying over someone who didn't get a free agent tryout or an opportunity to attend camp uh in the offseason for for a you know for a guy that's trying to make it into the league i just i'm sorry i don't i don't feel bad for that person so for the people who are like piling on the jaguars and tebow and saying and what a bad move it is that's fine and all but the jersey's the most popular seller in the NFL. Yeah, His but that- other jersey's the second most popular jersey seller in the NFL. So you talk about a franchise that has had absolutely zero identity for how long, and now they're trying to change things. And you do this for a little bit of a hit or a bit of a pop, and 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 you have Urban Meyer doing a solid to a guy that you know means the wor- you know world to him. I just I can't I, I am not up in arms over this. I, I actually find it absurd that people are so bothered by Tim Tebow working out with the Jaguars. <laughs> See, so, I OK. See, I was more so you I think you have a lot of former players who are bothered by it because they they understand that like how difficult it is to win in in the NFL. And that if you are trying to win and you're trying to, but also if you're the Jaguars, you have to be trying to win now, but then your whole goal is to build for the future. Cause you're nowhere close to being a Super Bowl caliber team. And they're, they're like, this, this is not how it works. And people get frustrated with the outrageous takes. They're like, he can be a great locker room guy and a leader. And you're like, no, he can't. And the reason why is because, like, yes, he can be a guy who can do the right things in the locker room, all of a, all of that. But the issue that you get into with professional sports is, is people, it, it's just like in life. So, Dan, if a, if a guy who was hosting a, you know, a, an a, essentially like PBS 
free station on the weekend show getting no traction. If he came to you and was like, Dan, here is what I think you can do better on the show, right? Here, here's how you can be better. What kind of things would go through your mind? If somebody was just telling me, I would be like, okay, you know, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Just probably roll my eyes. Yes, because yeah. you're like, I'm better than this person. I, I have a, it at the, at the job, I have more experience. I have a good handle on what, <laughs> on what I'm doing. Right. Yeah. So that's the thing that happens in the locker room. So if there is a starter or a star player that may not be the best leader, may not be the best worker, any of that, but he's gone to a Pro Bowl or he's gotten accolades or a contract, how is it going to work for, for him to be like, oh, yeah, oh, my gosh, I see Tim over there working so, yeah. so hard. Um, I may, Maybe I should do that. He's like, no, man, What whatever I'm doing is working as opposed to one of your best players working like Tim Tebow. Then that then translates down where it says, oh, wow, our best player works hard like that. Maybe I should do that because I want to be like like him. So Tim Tebow can't have that same influence on the locker room that people think because your best leaders on good teams, your best leaders are also your better players. It doesn't have to be your best player, but it has to be one of your uh, best players for people to be able to listen and absorb and respond to what they're saying. This is, this is what, this is what I do. And I want our executive producer Lee to listen to this because he's going to write this down. This is what you do. If you're urban Meyer and you're the Jaguars, you keep Tim Tebow on that team. And you continue to keep him on the team. And you keep him on the team all the way through training camp. And you keep him through all the preseason games. And you know what? Put him on the regular season roster. You want to know why? People are talking about Tim Tebow. And they're not talking about Trevor Lawrence. And the most amazing thing about all of this. In seeing those jersey sales. I don't know it's jersey sales. Whatever it is. But you would think that the guy who is thought to be the first overall pick since he stepped on the field at Clemson as a freshman, we knew that he was going to be the first overall pick in the NFL draft whenever he decided to enter the NFL draft, who would be the first overall pick and then go to a franchise that is dying, dying for a recognizable player to not have the pressure on Trevor Lawrence and have people talking about Tim Tebow. I mean, there's no pressure on Trevor Lawrence right now because he's still coming back from shoulder surgery. But the more people talk about Tebow, the less they're going to be worrying about what Trevor Lawrence is doing. And I actually think it's a great distraction for the Jacksonville Jaguars to keep Tebow, to take the pressure off of what Trevor Lawrence may have to do. Trevor Lawrence's jersey was 14th in the top 15 of jerseys. Tebow was 1-2. Like, to me, it's amazing. And there are Jaguar fans everywhere. So, so – you would think that a Trevor Lawrence, you know, jersey would maybe maybe be a little bit more popular since he was the first overall pick, and Tebow dwarfs him. Tebow is such a yeah, great isn't, distraction isn't, isn't for that what bad the, though. What really matters for the Jaguars, and it takes all the pressure off of Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, see, I Dan, th th that's a very reasonable point, but that's also got to be bad for the Jaguars too, right? Is that is that you bring in Tim Tebow? He's generated more interest by your fan base than your number one pick. That seems like a, a little bit of, of an issue when it comes to uh, Trevor Lawrence's potential star power as it relates to the NF, NFL. 
Give it time, my friend. Give it time. Trevor Lawrence will be on the rise, and you won't have to deal with all of the magnifying glasses of people nitpicking his play, especially as the team continues to try to transform into something better than the one-win team that they were a year ago. Uh, this is I, – I think it's uh, – if if you're Urban Meyer and, you, and you're hearing people and you did a, you know, did a favor for Tim Tebow, why not ride it out and use it? If they're going to focus on the fourth-string tight end – if that's who the, the, the fans and the media and everybody wants to focus on and not your first overall pick quarterback, keep doing what you're doing in Jacksonville. That's what I got to say. He's oh. George Rice. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Today's show is brought to you by Navian. For hot water that never runs out, go tankless with Navian. Navian tankless water heaters provide endless hot water for spa-like comfort. Visit tanklessmadesimple.com and save hundreds with local rebates. Tanklessmadesimple.com. Get George on Twitter, at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter, at Dan Beyer on Fox. Can the Lakers do anything without Anthony Davis? We'll talk about it next here on Fox Sports Sunday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Fox Sports Sunday. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Glad to have you with us. Get George on Twitter, at George Reister. You can find me at Dan Beyer on Fox. Celtics out to a lead on the Nets in game four of their first round series. 
It's early. Boston up 24 to 20 with about five minutes to go. Jason Tatum continuing his hot streak. 12 points in the first seven minutes of four. Boston, who is your, if you heard David Gaskin at the top of the hour, I tell you they have no Kemba Walker today, of course, already playing without Jalen Brown. So it could be a one-man show, but that show has been uh, Jason Tatum, and he is so far doing his thing. Again, Celtics up early on the Nets. Dave will have an update on this game and so much more at the bottom of the hour. Joining us now here on Fox Sports Sunday to talk about the NBA playoffs and what transpired today in L.A. He's our Fox Sports NBA analyst and also the host of the On the Ball podcast rick buker joins us here on fox sports radio hey rick happy sunday how are you i am doing well gentlemen how are you let's happy memorial uh, weekend yes uh, same to you and uh laker fans probably not feeling too happy right now scale of one to ten with ad's groin injury if you're a lakers fan how worried are you about how this season could transpire without their power forward oh I think there's plenty to worry about, and it's not just Anthony Davis and the groin injury, which are really tricky, and I can't help but feel that it's probably a byproduct of the sprained left knee that he was playing playing with and compensating. It, that's, that's how it works. Uh, you have an injury on one side, you compensate, and something goes wrong on the other side, but they didn't play this game without Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and I looking at this and looking at the matchups in this particular series, if you give me Chris Paul and you take out Contavious Caldwell Pope, I like my chances of uh, Dennis Schroeder and Alice Caruso, certainly West Matthews starting. Uh, that changes, that changes a lot right there. And then you add not having Anthony Davis, or if you have Anthony Davis, him not being able to be the energizer bunny, uh, the 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 effort guy that he's capable of being at both ends, uh, it, it's problematic. I mean, this is this is one of the issues that the Lakers have as a result of what they did last summer. And I was one of those who thought that the moves that they made, the personnel moves, Wes Matthews instead of Danny Green, expected that to be an upgrade. Marcus Saul from Dwight Howard or Javale McGee expected that to be an upgrade. Montrez Harrell from uh, as, as the other big an upgrade. Dennis Schroeder's really been the only only piece, uh, you know, as a substitute for Rajon Rondo that has really worked out. The rest have not. And as a result, this is a very thin Lakers team, can ill afford uh, losing anybody. And now they're, they're down two key defensive uh, pieces in particular in Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Anthony Davis. Yeah, and Rick, I okay. So my opinion on the situation is is that LeBron James, who's done more with less in mm-hmm. in previous seasons, that mm-hmm. he can get out of this Suns series, and I and part of that is because Jay Crowder was talking so much trash today that I think that you have tugged on Superman's cape. So do you think they can get out of the the, the first round with a mad LeBron? You know, I, look, I, I don't, I don't believe that that's where LeBron is at this point. Has he done less with more? I mean, it's been a couple of years since he's done less with more. Um, if I look at the bubble last year in which they got things done, they were a little bit older, but you had a highly efficient Dwight Howard. You had Rajon Rondo uh, giving us the playoff Rondo look that that we had. Uh, obviously, Anthony Davis doing what he did. 
I believe that LeBron is at a place now where from an IQ standpoint, uh, he's capable of manipulating the pieces around him and getting the most out of, out of them. But he needs those pieces. Let's make no mistake about it. He needs talent around him at this point that he can utilize. He can't be the energy guy. Um, I mean, we just we, we, we haven't seen that. And at 36, I just wouldn't expect it. So, and it's really, you know, it's funny. I mean, other than uh, against Boston years ago, um, how many times have we seen LeBron James get mad and just have a dominant game where he just takes over from beginning to end? We've seen him get mad and, and end up winning and utilizing the guys around him. But I just I, – I don't know that that's always been his nature, like, a, you know, a Jason Tatum performance against the, the Brooklyn Nets. I think those have just been, in general, few and far between. And at this stage of LeBron's career, I, honestly, I think it's too much to ask. Uh, if he gets one, great. But to think that he's going to single-handedly win two games by himself at age 36 – carrying a lot of what he has around him. And keep in mind, he doesn't have a Rajon Rondo. Who's, his, who's the next playmaker? Dennis Schroeder. And he hasn't looked much like that in this series. So I, that's not what I would count on. I would count on getting some form of Anthony Davis and KCP back and LeBron making the most of them. Rick Buecher, Fox Sports NBA analyst, joining us here on Fox Sports Sunday. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. You mentioned the name, so I'll transition there. But it's it's not about Jason Tatum and the Celtics. It's about the Brooklyn Nets. Is yep. I mean Tatum Tatum's magnificent in Game Three and his Game Four, starting off uh, where he left off in Game Three. But are I mean are these signs that everything we worried about with Brooklyn in the regular season are are coming through in the playoffs specifically so with their defense? Yeah, I mean first of all you are playing against a majorly compromised Boston Celtics team that was only 30 and 36 and 36 during the regular season. So let's, let's not, I, I just found it amusing when, when the Nets won game one and everybody was like, yeah, here they come. And then they walloped them in game two without Jason, uh, both, both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum outside of 20 minutes. And I'm thinking, look who they're playing. This wasn't a good offensive team when they were fully healthy and uh and now they don't have Kemba Walker uh today and and so i i don't take anything away from the the Nets did in in the first two games what they should have done against a team like Boston i don't take this as an indicate indicator that they're going to be the team that reaches the finals in fact if i look at what Philly is doing and what Milwaukee is doing it actually gives me pause to say, as whatever the Nets are doing, it's not as impressive as what Philadelphia and uh, and certainly the Milwaukee has done, uh, and in the case of Milwaukee, against a much better team. So I don't take anything – I mean, we're really not going to know what kind of defense the Nets can play until we see them against the Milwaukee Bucks in the next round because this Celtics team is – uh, they they should be beating them uh, if you take the approach that we're going to let Tatum get his and hold everybody else down. Uh, that's that's one way to do it. But I just you know the the mental t- tenacity required uh, to to win a series and to win a series when you have to rely on your defense when your offense isn't 
knocking down shots. And there, trust me, there are going to be nights in this playoff run where for all their firepower, the Nets are going to have to be able to do it at the other end. And are they capable of doing that? I've had my doubts from the beginning of the year. So uh, that's, that's where I stand. I, I will not be surprised if they don't get past the second round. Thank you, Rick. Finally, somebody has echoed what I've been saying. Rick, I love you. What, what, um, I, uh, just, to, I'm sorry to interject. I also picked the Bucks to win it all. So I don't know. George must not listen to me, Rick. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I literally said it on this show today. No, no, like no. Today, Dan, May 30th, Dan, I said it today. Dan, go ahead, why George, are you sorry. so sick? That wasn't even directed at you. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> you he said like finally PT- somebody somebody you agrees with you and I did like 82 minutes ago. You oh. have PTSD that wasn't even directed at you. <laughs> but, uh, but Rick, I, so, so I want to talk about the uh, Clippers, though, because yeah. they have turned into like the Kwame Brown of the NBA. Where like, <laughs> oh, no, nobody can reach Kwame Brown level. That is ridiculous. That is a special. That is a special tier, my friend. And as of right now, there's only one person living on it, and that's Kwame Brown. Well, <laughs> well, I'm, they I'm, are. I, I mean, I'm, I'm saying to where like they are the like everybody is waiting for them to fail the way they can make jokes, and mm-hmm. which is what was happening throughout Kwame Brown's career, which then pandemic Paul P uh, will, will may end up doing 10, 10 years from now. But, but yep. why do you think that people are so interested in this Clippers series? Do you think that it's, it's because of them or because they, they have a European in an offensive line number balling out? No, I think it's, I think it's because the Clippers, so much has been made of the Clippers no longer being the Clippers. And uh, they were abject disappointment in the, uh, in the bubble last year uh, when all year long, anybody looking, I mean, look, look at what they've invested. They're, they're supposed to be a different Clippers team. Uh, they were supposed to be different with Lob City. And I think the fascination is no matter who they get, no matter how much talent they have, there seems to be this cloud where they just can't they, – they continue to underachieve. When, when Donald Sterling wasn't putting any money into the team and wouldn't re-sign free agents and it was constantly churning over you know, new draft picks and then not re-signing them, and, I mean, it was, it was understandable that they were, they were always bad or rebuilding – but now they've tried. They've tried to add. They've had free agents come to them, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and still they're disappointing. So I think that that is what makes them so fascinating is the fact that, um, you know, in spite of everything, it's, it's this Clippers curse. And are we going to see it end or are we going to see it re imagined in yet another way this year. I mean, I, it's compelling for me. I look at them on paper and I think they have everything that they have. You know, they play the Lakers in the regular season and they beat them consistently. Um, they, they, do, they led the league in three-point shooting and it wasn't just Paul George. It was Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson both shooting well over 40%. And then they go 0 for 9 in game one. You're like, what is going on here? 
Um, you know, they, they pulled it back a little bit in game three. I don't know what to expect from them going forward, but I think that that's what makes them so intriguing. It's like, really? No matter what it is, they, it's, it's like the reverse of, uh, of Space Jam, right? Where you put the uniform on and it just sucks all the life and talent out of you. <laughs> that's what <laughs> the it feels like the talent. when it comes to the Clippers, right? And you're like, can this really happen again? Somebody this, should make a movie out of it now that this, I think about it. This is what I don't get, Rick. And I don't even know if yeah. you can give an answer, but George and I were talking and, and, and even the guys before the show exchanging information. When I think about the Clippers and I think about Clippers relevancy, so that's, you know, past mm-hmm. 10 years or whatever, they've had rivalries now if we're going to talk one against the Mavericks. Last year yeah. they poked Dame and it was the Blazers. Before the Warriors were the Warriors, they had their own thing with the Warriors in Lob City. They've had their thing yeah. with the Lakers. Like, Why are they picking five? with everyone or why why is that organization I, I don't even know if you can answer it but to me it's I mean I mean they've had like rivalries and run-ins and little tiffs with about half of the Western Conference and I just don't get it yeah it's a fair it's a fair point and I you know part of me wants to say well when you have dynamic personalities then that's going to happen but that does that really doesn't apply to the current Clippers because uh you know it's one thing to have a, a Blake Griffin or a Chris Paul but Kawhi Leonard and Paul George aren't a dynamic yeah. personality, so I, I can't, I can't go with that. I, 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 you know, the one thing I would say is, like, who is, who's your head coach, and how much do they dictate the personality and the approach of your team? Now, Doc Rivers complains about everything, so the fact that he would be that, that that they would follow his lead and they would complain or they would feel like they're being jilted and they would get sucked into, into all that makes a lot of sense. And some people think Ty Lue is kind of a, a doc rivers light. It's, it's not as if he does a lot of complaining, but it's not, it's also like he doesn't do a lot of demanding of his team stay focused a certain way, or let's not get into the extracurricular. So I think some of it has to do with, if you don't have a, a strong GM and a strong head coach who are determining the personality and philosophy of your team, then you're leaving it in the hands of your players. And if your players are being abused and, and being discounted and it becomes an emotional thing for them, then they can get drawn into picking fights with the opposition. That's, that's about the best explanation sure that I can give you for, uh, for them constantly having rivals. And I would think at least some of it is because over the last few years, the Clippers have been advertised as being something better than they are. And, uh, and, and every opponent who comes in is looking to prove otherwise. And maybe gets a little sniff of like, yeah, I think these guys are a little fugazi. I think we can pull the string on them. And they do. And I would, if I was a Clipper, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel good about that. Somebody, somebody constantly exposing me as a fraud would not. I'd, I'd feel some kind of way too. So, that's that's the best that I've got. He's Rick Buecher, host of the On the Ball podcast. When is uh, Kwame Brown going to come on that podcast? By the way. Oh no 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 no! I'm good. <laughs> I am I am good. I, right. And I, you know. It's funny how I, I think everybody, when in, in watching the Kwame Brown vids, 
They, I guarantee you every media person thought back and said, okay, did I ever go overboard on quantum? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'd like to say that I, like for me, it, 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 and I've said this consistently, like I don't believe guys, Anthony Bennett and Kwame Brown, any number of guys, I always feel like we blame the player for being taken. Markel Fultz. I, look, he, didn't, he couldn't take himself number one. Blame the team for making that guy a number one pick if he doesn't come through. Blame them for not developing that player. Don't blame the player. What's yep. the player going to say? No. Hey, you know what? No, don't take me number one. I feel like I'm more like a fifth or sixth. I mean, it, it doesn't happen. I just feel like we, we, we blast the player, and it's not the player's fault that he may have been taken a little too highly. Very 100%. well said. Rick Buecher, Fox Sports NBA insider. Thanks, Rick, for the time. Enjoy the rest of the games today. My pleasure. Will do. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. I have a theory on why the Clippers seem to fight with everyone. I'm curious on what you think about it, George. I'm going to tell you after David Gascon gives us the latest of what's happening on this Sunday, including of what's going on in Beantown. What's up, Dave? Hey, guys. We'll start things off first earlier today in New York, or in Atlanta, excuse me. Ray stutter step move. He gets fouled as he goes up and in. Cut that basket and a foul on the play against Bullock. Trey Young with the basket. Yeah, finished the day with 27. Hawks up in their series three games to one as they defeated New York today. Lakers lost at home to Phoenix. In that ball game, Anthony Davis was injured. Injured groin did not return. Series going back to Phoenix, tied at 2-2. And then right now, the other game that's going on right now has Boston leading by a point over Brooklyn, 34-33. That's at the end of the first quarter of play. Clippers and Mavericks is the nightcap this evening. Meanwhile, in the National Hockey League, Game 1, Tampa Bay leading Carolina 2-1. This game's late in the third period. Major League Baseball scene, Dodgers ball a buck short to the Giants, 5-4 is the final. San Francisco takes 3-4. They gained some ground on San Diego, who got beat today by the Astros, 7-4. Zach Greinke picks up the W. And Elio Castroneves wins the Indianapolis 500 for the fourth time in his career. Guys, back to you. Thanks a lot, Dave. It is Fox Sports Sunday. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. I think the Clippers are just stuck in uh, – stepbrother mode like there it, it's not the little brother to the lakers it's like the, the clippers were kind of they're kind of new to all this but they're the outsider where the you know the, the they always have this chip on their shoulder and i and i feel like i feel that they've lived so much in the shadow of the lakers and really the rest of the nba for how bad that they have been that that no matter who's in that uniform they're always trying to prove something mm. more uh, because of, of of what it says on the front of, of that uniform. And there was a time when Steve Ballmer, and I, I, I don't know if it's still under consideration, but they'd considered maybe even just changing the nickname of the team because, you know, start off fresh, start off new. There was so much negativity with the Clippers. But I think I think their history and who they are is a reason why now they're fighting with the Mavericks. Last year they tried to wave Dame off in the playoffs and got into it with the Trailblazers. That's why they got into it with the Warriors with, you know, Lob City and Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. The name on the front of the jersey is still the same, and there's something to prove with that. And I think that that they're kind of the stepbrother in L.A., and they're the stepbrother to everybody else in the NBA, and they've always feel like they they need to prove something, that that's why they end up getting in all of these rivalries and mess-ups with other teams. Think there's anything to that? All right. I, a, a little bit, I do think that that chip on their shoulder is a big thing, but it was last year, especially when they tried to, when it was, all right, yeah, we're, we're the uh, Clippers. We, we run LA, all of uh, that. 
Like it, it was just like relax, man. Go do it on the court first, and then Paul Paul George anointing himself playoff P. You know, like you just <laughs> like you, you just gave people ammunition. Like you can't just just give people layups, and if you do, you have to back it up, and that's. One of the, one of the things that the Clippers have not done is been able to back up all the stuff they talked. That's fair enough. That that's that that's you know there's something to it as well. Like even even if the Clippers were to win an NBA title this year, it doesn't really put a dent into the stranglehold of what the Lakers have in the city of Los Angeles in in trying to come out of of that shadow. I, I mean. You put one title up against, you know, seventeen. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's just, I mean, there's, there's a lot of work to be done. It's not a playoff win. It's not a Western Conference final. It's not even an NBA title sort of thing. Uh, there's a lot to prove. But I hope the Clippers do prove it in the first round because George and I have a bet. Uh, I say the Clippers beat the, end up winning the series against the Mavericks. Uh, if they do, I get a steak dinner. Uh, if they don't, what wine am I on the hook for that I have zero idea on the value of? <laughs> that that I, I I don't know honestly. I don't know if it's forty dollars or one hundred and forty dollars. I have it, no it, idea. It's, it's, it's way closer to one hundred and forty. Oh my! God. What are you doing to me? What is the wine? What do I have to? What? Uh, Camus. Okay, is, is that with a C or with a, a C? Okay. This is what I'm going to look but, up. But it, but a but a but a pre 2018 Camus though. <laughs> Jeez, what do you think I am? You think I'm you know? Well, okay, 149.97 for a Camus Cabernet. Does that sound right? Yes, that, yes, uh, that sounds about right. That's what you want. Yes, uh, that's what that's what I've put on the shoulders of the LA Clippers. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. All right, dude, game four, I, I, dude. I I'm giving you a steak dinner at the steakhouse of your choice. <laughs> hey, listen, the wing bets are the thing at Fox Sports Radio. We've changed the G into an E, and now everything has changed. My goodness. All right, he's George Reister. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Uh, it's it's good to be back with you. Uh, I'll give you some of the highlights of uh, paternity leave in Georgia and I plant our flag on where Julio Jones is destined next. We'll tell you where the wide receiver is going to be traded here on Fox Sports Sunday. Fox Sports Sunday. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. First time in over a month that George and I got together. Been out after uh, my wife and I had a at a baby in late april something we had talked about on the show daddy damn buyer <laughs> man the things that you learn you, you know the on the job training by the way in our twitter exchange and I, I don't even know if we could talk about it if it would if it would pass fcc regulations but your uh gift that you sent the other day was so apropos so funny yet so inappropriate it was it was so spot on it was so spot on on what life is like uh make sure uh, for those of you that may have newborns that the diaper is put on correctly i have yes, learned i have learned the hard way yeah yes it it can come out of every seam <laughs> the, and do yes. you know what those are called uh no blowouts oh okay uh they're blowouts that's that's right you did 
I was I was off on another uh, track. There, well, we've had a couple of blowouts. We've that's yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that happens. See, that happens. Yeah, but but once you and it's funny because when you first have them, you're you're a first one. You're trying to protect them and all of this stuff. You're like, I don't want him to get get hurt. I want I want his life nothing to go wrong. And by the time like two number two and three comes, you're like, oh well, they won't die. It's fine. <laughs> this is. I don't know what I had in my mind when I heard about getting up in the middle of the night. <laughs> like, like this is this is you're gonna laugh because this is like what I thought would happen. It would be like, okay, baby cries. It's you know, it's two thirty in the morning, and I'm gonna you know go to the baby and go take care of him. But I'll just go sit in the recliner. And watch diners, drive-ins, and dives while I try to put him back to sleep. Yeah. And then maybe, not even close. Like it wasn't even. And, and not only is it two thirty, it was one o'clock before that, and then it was four o'clock after that, and then it was six a.m. <laughs> and like it was, it, it is, it is. Does it need to be changed? Does it need to be fed? Does it need to be fed? Does it need to be changed? Well, I do both. And and so those those are the. I don't know what I thought, but it was. I listen. I am not the pro athlete that you were. I didn't play college sports like you did I did play in high school and I'm not saying it to brag what I'm saying is I've never been more tired in my life than like the yes. first couple of weeks just because you're like my goodness I don't have the energy to do anything because you're just living in you're living in three hour intervals at best yes so dude, get you all right so the, and this is not an advertisement but there are two must-haves as as a parent and I'm gonna get you the uh, second one the uh the uh, f- uh, unless you have one already the uh, first one is a snoo you have to order a snoo s n o o it's this thing it's like a ba- a bassinet that moves that okay. the baby sleeps sleeps in and the second thing tell me if you have it or not it's called a docatot no i've not heard of that okay i'm going to get you a docatot oh okay all right well thank you very much uh, that, it, you, you don't have and, to and but... i'm just letting you know that a docatot Costs more than that bottle of wine. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> George just, and I, George and I made a bet on the Clippers and Mavericks, and he put wine into it, and I had no idea on the price or, of it. They've just found it, out we've made like a hundred and fifty dollar bet. Or it's or steak you, and wine. Or you uh. can get get me the 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 other thing was a bottle of of Orphan Barrel Rhetoric, which is about. Two two fifty a bottle. Okay, we'll we'll go with the uh we'll go with the bottle of wine, the pre twenty eighteen Camus. Camus. Yes, yeah. that's that's what you got. All right, here's we're gonna meet again next week. We're gonna get together. Julio Jones may be in a new uniform. Let's put down our predictions on what Julio what uniform Julio Jones is wearing at this time next week when we get together. George, you go first. Forty ers or, or or Seahawks. Oh, okay. So now you have two teams to be able to pick. Okay, I, I'll go, I'll I'll go Seahawks then. Fine. Okay, the Seahawks. I am gonna go. I'm just gonna say Colts figure something out. That's the team that I thought should make it. They don't have great odds, but they do have odds at least. Indy, why not go for it and go for the uh, the bank? Enjoy the hoops, George, and I'll be back with you next week. Be safe on this Memorial Day weekend.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Avito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.